For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Vidotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I Break down the Chiefs' big win, the divisional playoffs against the Cleveland Browns, and preview the AFC championship game against the Bills. Joe, we're going to talk a lot about the previous AFC championship game that you played in for the Chiefs against the Bills. And, you know, I was thinking about that, that game a little bit because one of my lasting memories from that game was Joe Montana getting concussed and not knowing kind of – you kind of saw that dazed look – you know, in the divisional playoffs, Lamar Jackson, I felt, took the same kind of hit playing the Bills, you know, where his head really hit the turf. And then, of course, there's more concussion stuff. What we're all focusing on is the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes suffering a concussion. And to further kind of the inside, the connections, Bills, Chiefs, Joe Valero. Joe, I believe, didn't you suffer a concussion in I- that uh, AFC Championship game in 1993? I did. I did, Jeff. And it's so funny because I was on, I was lucky enough to be a guest on Steve Tasker's show um, and, and, and recently talking to him about this matchup. And he was the guy that I was going after because I was long snapping at the time. And I, you know, I snapped it, you know, back and then no one ever blocked me. Right. Cause I was the biggest guy out on the punt return team, I was not going to make the tackle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just like, I would just center the, re- I would center the return team. But in this particular case, I thought to myself, all right, I'm going, you know, Joe Montana's out of the game. I'm going to strip the ball from Steve Tasker myself, tackle him, pick the ball up, run it in for a touchdown and like single-handedly win the game in the AFC championship. Sad, sad mistake there (laughs) thinking I was going to do that as a big offensive lineman covering punts and Carwell Gardner, who was their fullback. I'll never forget it, man. As long as I live, he lit me up. Jeff, he, he didn't, when people, when people ask me how hard he hit me, I said, he didn't hit me. He hit two feet behind me. Wow. He hit me so hard because I had blinders on. I was looking at Steve Tasker, who was recover, who was returning the punt at the time. And I was so focused in on thinking I was going to actually make a tackle uh, that Carwell just went right through my ear hole and it was clean, clean as all get out hit. I mean, nobody, you know, it was nothing, nothing cheap or dirty about it. He just hit me and I went flying. He totally decleated me. And I got up and it was like, you know, I didn't know where I was, you know, rich stadium, Arrowhead stadium. I went into the bills huddle and Glenn Parker, who was, you know, former chief as well. You know, he's like, Hey Joe, buddy, you got, you, you're not, you don't belong in here. Uh, you yeah, know, and then and still on the bills during that. Yeah. And he and then Ken Hall and some of those guys that played O line that I knew. And, you know, they're like, and then I started walking 
kind of jogging over to the Bills sideline and Ken Hall, the center, grabbed me by the like back of my shoulder pads and like turned me around and sent me back to the Chiefs sideline. So yeah, it, you know, you can hit like that and look, that's, you know, you just don't, don't know where you are. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, seeing Patrick go through it, Joe Montana, like you said, Lamar Jackson, like it's all seems like it's the same stuff, right? Um, quarterbacks are get themselves in vulnerable positions sometimes. And the good thing is that uh, Mahomes, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, posting it on Wednesday, that he did practice uh, mm-hmm. today. Um, so I'm optimistic. And, you know, no concussions, you could, they're kind of similar, but no two concussions, as they say, is really the same. Uh, but Joe, maybe give us some perspective of, of what, having been through a bad concussion, what, what might Mahomes be going through, you know, kind of this week? Yeah, I mean, what what he's thinking about right now is, okay, you know, I got to think of my long-term health and I got to think about AFC Championship game and getting to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, I don't care what anybody says, you know, athletes are competitors. And sometimes, you know, as athletes, you think in the, in the short term, right? And he's thinking, all right, you know, I signed this big contract. I'm trying to get this, run it back. And I can hear, I can hear it all going through his head, all the pressures of, being Patrick Mahomes and he wants to be okay. And you're 24, 25 years old, especially, right? The, the older a guy gets in the NFL, probably the less likely they'd be, they'd be playing at this point. I think if Tom Brady takes that same hit, I think he's thinking twice about it, to be honest, uh, about whether he's playing in the AFC championship game. If he takes that same hit, Patrick does. Um, that's a great point. Cause look, we all feel the chiefs are set up um, to have prolonged success. But at the same time, these opportunities don't come around. I mean, it's so hard to get to this level. I'm sure that's occurring. Jeff, if, we, if we've said it once, we've said it 10 times. It's been, what, since 2003, 2004, since the team has been back-to-back Super Bowl mm-hmm. champs. Even with some of the dynasty-type teams that the, that the Patriots have put mm-hmm. together, Packers, you know, just look at some of the teams that have won multiple Super Bowls in the last, you know, couple of decades. And it's hard, man. It's hard. And you, you're thinking in the short term. And I know that's what Patrick's, you know, going through his mind. I mean, I'm look, I'm no superstar like Patrick Mahomes, but I just know as a competitor, as an athlete, you're thinking about, okay, what do I do to get back out on the field? And, you know, darn the future, I'm just going to play for today. And, and, and that's, you know, and that's part of being young and it's part of having all that vim and vigor about, you know, what, you know, what it is that, you know, you think you can accomplish as an athlete. So, I think, I think, you know, he, he, hopefully he has the right people telling him the right things and, and he does what's best for Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs long-term, but if he is comfortable and he's feeling good and he's going through the protocol, I know he's going to be telling them all the right things. You know, he's going to be telling them how he feels and, and uh, you hope that he's, you know, making the right decision. So uh, physically, Joe, if you had had to play a game a week after um, that, that concussion, it sounds like yours was very severe, but if you had to play a week after that, could you have physically just as far as how your body felt when you've been foggy, take listeners through it. I mean, I, I, you know, I think, I think ultimately an athlete that's as fine tuned as Patrick Mahomes could absolutely. I, and, and I think, I think given the fact that I was in my twenties at the time, um, just knowing how I felt after the game and the plane ride home and how I would have felt, you know, after a couple of days rest you know, I, I am sure that I probably would have played in that next mm-hmm. game because I didn't get the classic concussion system, symptoms, right? Everybody always talks about, oh, well, make sure you wake somebody, which is, is not, I'm not 
I'm not prescribing any kind of medical treatment for anybody listening to this, but you know, like there used to be that old school, you know, wake somebody up every couple of hours, you know, mm -hmm. make sure they're not vomiting, things like that. I never had any like that. And I don't think a lot of people who have even a severe concussion get those kind of like nausea, vomiting type concussions. I mean, you got to take a really, really big hit. I mean, you got to mm -hmm. be almost in like an automobile accident type mm -hmm. of head trauma to have those kind of things. At least, look, I'm no doctor, I'm no medical professional, but I never had any of those, even in the, the, the few concussions that I did have and suffered and, and sort of got diagnosed with a concussion. I never remember feeling so bad that I don't think I could have played the next week. Interesting. Just because, just because it was my career. It was, it was, it was who I was. It was what I was trying to do. And you know, that's what athletes do. So it's, you know, the fact that he was out running around, the fact that he like ran back to the locker room was like almost a good sign at the time that maybe there was something different to this, to this, particular you know head injury or lack of oxygen or whatever happened to him during that play that caused him to be woozy um you know maybe, maybe there's maybe there's something there's something in there just based on the way that he reacted right after he was able to get his wits about him well uh interesting insight there joe and the super bowl is right around the corner if you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in and hey we're certainly hoping that the Chiefs make it there and you can make all those cool prop bets about the Chiefs in the big game. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, we're going to break down this AFC championship game and still talk a little bit about the one against the Bills that Joe played in. Um, but first, uh, a lot to break down and unpack about the divisional playoff victory against the Browns. Uh, two things I thought was were really interesting, Joe. The thing that everybody's talking about, what a spectacular call by Andy Reid on fourth yeah. and inches. Very gutsy, but so smart. Hey, if you've got – Tyreek Hill, or even it, I think it would have worked with Kelsey, such unguardable players like that. I absolutely put the game on the line, even with the backup quarterback. So I thought that was a brilliant call. I What I do question, though, the play that Mahomes got injured on. We, we've talked about how the Chiefs are never running a quarterback sneak again with Mahomes. You know, right. like right. as freaky as that was, as fluky as that was, that's where he dislocated his kneecap and so they'll – you know, Mahomes' toe was already bothering him. And I, that, to me, looked like an RPO run-pass option where Mahomes made the choice to run. So it's not like the play was Mahomes' run. But I would have maybe take, taken a little bit easier on Mahomes, you know, who clearly was kind of laboring a little bit. So mm -hmm. I did question that. So I thought one great call, one maybe uh, call you could second-guess for, for, from, from Reid. Yeah, I think, you know, I – you know, Andy Reid is one of those one of those coaches that he has such confidence in his coordinators and in the players that he surrounds himself with that, you know, and I've, I've heard other people talking about this in, in other variations of, of what I'm about to say is that he is so comfortable with his own playbook and he's so comfortable in his own coaching skin that Andy Reid calls plays that he would feel comfortable running. Like, you know, he, he'd feel comfortable running that play if he were the one out there as a quarterback, mm -hmm. you know, throwing that ball like Chad Henney. So I think, 
that's just the kind of confidence that he instills in his players. And it's probably just, it's pervasive, right? Through the whole team, offensively, defensively, that he, he, the things that he's repping, the amount of confidence that he must exude in his players being in the right place and, and the plays being the right play at the right time that I don't think there was probably anyone on that team that was in the know that, that heard that call and went, Oh God. Oh no. Oh no. You know, as mm-hmm. the, as you know, as like, as like he's calling it on the headset or Eric B calling it on the headset. Like he just, people were like, Oh yeah, that's that play we ran, you know, 20 times in practice. So like, I, I don't, I think he has that kind of confidence as a coach. And I think that's what makes him, him so good. And, you know, look, I mean, yeah, you can always right. Hindsight's always 2020 and that, and that, you know, that you could always say that, that the play that somebody got injured on, but you, you bring up a great point, Jeff. I mean, Patrick was really laboring with that foot and, and um, you know, that, that to me, believe it or not, I'm actually, there's part of me that look, I just, it's Wednesday. He practiced. I, I just I don't have many doubts that Patrick Mahomes won't be playing this weekend. Like I, I just have a feeling he's going to be playing. And yeah. and what's concerning is not even so much being able to play through the quote you know concussion head injury or whatever they're deeming this injury that Patrick had. I'm worried about that foot because I, I was just going to ask you about that too. Have you had a have uh, you had a toe like or a foot turf toe? Yeah. Is, Little, that was like the whole conversation in our house as everybody's watching Patrick limp around <laughs> and, and they're all like, Oh, what's this, this toe, you know? And I'm like, guys, you have no idea. You have, I was talking to my, my family, you know, my daughters and my wife. And it's like, you have no idea how bad it hurts when you have a bad toe. It's the center of everything. It's where you push off. It's that nagging little pain. It's, it's, it's your body telling you at that particular time, like get off it. Like you, you, you know, you can play through injuries, but you know, your body is a lot smarter than we think it is. And your body will, you know, your nerves and your, and your, you know, your, 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 your sort of nervous system will tell you, get off that foot. Even though, even though it's not like excruciating, it's not like he got his foot amputated, right. Or anything, but like, it's, it's, it's just that your body tells you every time you get that pain signal, get off of it, get off of it. And that's why people limp, right? I mean, that's why he was limping is because it's your body's natural reaction to, to having an injury. And it's not like his pain tolerance is so low that, you know, he, he was limping because, oh, my toe, my toe. It's just that your body doesn't know what to do with it when it's hurt like that. It's protecting itself. And I'm really worried about the foot. I, I really am because you, you and I have talked about this all since we've been covering Patrick with, you know, believe in chiefs, like his, his unique ability. Number one, he has six eyes and an arm like a cannon. Okay. I get that. I hear that. But his unique ability as we've talked about many times is to be able to step up and find open spaces in the pocket. And sometimes it means running a little bit to his right or scrambling to his left and if he loses that, I think it takes away a dimension, and then and then the and then the Bills can really zero in on him and change the way that they rush. Right? We talked about that. Right? We talked about the way that you have to rush Patrick Mahomes, and I'm a little worried about hit him getting really zeroed in on by Buffalo if he's not as mobile, we'll call it, as he usually is. That's going to be a joke. Great points, and that's going to be very much a key to this uh, upcoming matchup. And before we go into that, any more takeaways that you had, or uh, from from the the win over the Browns? I, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with our run defense. You know, with the Browns, um, I, I think we we 
I think we did a really good job of not giving them much to, to go on with the run game. Cause that, that could have been, you know, if, if Chubb could have gotten going, I was really surprised that they waited so long to use cream hunt. There was something weird going on. Very strange feeling to me. Um, you know, and why he, you know, they didn't come out like right away with like three off tackle dives in a row with Kareem Hunt, like just to see what they could take, right? Just to see what Kevin Stefanski could take out of that run defense. And I was really surprised that, you know, they kind of came out with a much more balanced attack than I thought they would, um, because that was my that was my, you know, one of my fears was that, that, that they, and that's for whatever reason, coach Spags just keeps putting together these game plans that are, you know, they're putting pressure on that run game and he's, he's, he's moving the shells around in the shell game of this run defense. And maybe, maybe we need to start giving him a lot more credit this, this, this run defense than, than we have been. And maybe it's not their Achilles heel. Great points. And that, that's also going to go back to the Buffalo game. Yeah. Maybe it isn't their Achilles heel. Cause, and I was thinking, Previously, like if a team is going to take down the Chiefs, they need to have a good running game. The Bills really don't, and they're without Zach Moss, who is kind of their co-leading running back with Devin Singletary for much of the year. He, he's hurt and he will not play. Um, so great points about that. Great points about Kareem Hunt. The other thing I, was, I wanted to mention, too, is, is they, they called this correctly, but maybe the key play of the game was Sorensen – uh, forcing the fumble that went out of the, the beds. And you know what? I think Sorensen did lead with his helmet, but that's a bang, bang play. Those are missed by refs that, you know, I get that, that rule though, Joe, again, the referees uh, got it correct according to the NFL rule. So it's not that, but Joe, I hate that rule. It, it's, it's just too, they're penalized too much. The offense, if you fumble any other place on the field and it goes out of bounds or whatever, you know, you get it back in that spot. Why it changes when you go to the goal line, um, yeah, that, that really bothers me. I, I, I don't know, you know, and it's so funny, Jeff, because to be honest, I don't know the reasoning and the rationale behind why they went with that rule. I don't, and I'm just guessing here. I'm literally guessing and spitballing, but I don't know whether it had something to do with, you know, trying to avoid players from doing the whole pylon reach or mm-hmm. – you know, and I know a lot of it, you know, maybe goes back to, you know, years and years and years ago when they had that the fumble kick rule, right, where teams would, like, try to kick the ball down the field. Right, right. You could see that, right? You could see if it's fourth down and the game is over and you have to score a touchdown, you have, you know, it's almost like, I'll call it the Hail Mary of fumbling, right? And so instead of, like, if you don't have an opportunity to throw a Hail Mary and it's fourth down, why not just throw the ball forward and just start fumbling it and trying to kick it down the field? You have nothing to lose at that point. Like, you could see why they would put that rule in, but when you're so close to the end zone and a player is making an athletic, you know, uh, an athletic try, right, Being a, trying to be a super athlete and get that ball into the end zone, I don't know why they're penalizing teams for trying to do, I'll call it the pylon touch, right? Or the reach over, right? Over the, over the, the quarterback sneak. You used to see Randall Cunningham with the Eagles used to do that all the time. He was tall. He's six feet, you know, five or whatever. And he would reach the ball over. He was so tall and lanky that he could like jump and reach the ball over. And you could see if, you know, if somebody batted it out of his hands, why you'd want to protect, you know, you'd want to protect the football and not give anybody an undue advantage. But I, I just, Jeff, like you, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why they're trying to take that sort of offensive excitement out of the game. Um, 
and trying to get it. If anything, all right, well then give them the ball back at the 20 yard line, right? Give exactly. That's, that's what I think they should do is give it. Yeah. I think that would be, you know, probably just like the team zone cut. I totally agree with you. Well, Joe, with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports and with big games, you need big stakes. Kansas city stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus get free shipping with code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out snack pack combo featuring a small plates with big flavor, mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed, bring your money back. Basically, every kind of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Joe, oh, Jeff, I'm I had starving. Hey. That ad. My, 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 I, was oh. so, I was salivating. I was trying. I was having trouble pronouncing the words. I was gonna. I was gonna play a trick on you and not and, and pretend I was gone. I had gone to the kitchen to go get myself something to eat. Man, that was fantastic. I'm. I am super excited to try Kansas City steaks and 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 get some get some delivered because that you know I'm I'm on it right now, buddy. I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Trust me. (laughs) Absolutely. And, um... Hey, back now. We'll try and refocus uh, back to the games at hand instead of the food in Joe's kitchen. But Joe, uh, on Sunday, a real hot Bills team will come into Arrowhead. How hot? I mean, the last. So uh, they're, they're thirteen and three. They're their last. If you look at their schedule, so on October thirteenth, they lost to the Titans. They lost badly. They didn't look good. It was forty-two to sixteen. But that was a weird game. That was rescheduled because of COVID issues with the Titans. And then the next week, October 19th, they lost to the Chiefs 26-17. After that, that was October 19th, they've lost one game. And that was on that Hale Murray to the the Cardinals Mm -hmm. on November 15th. And Joe, I don't think anyone's had a more impressive playoff run beating the Colts and the Ravens, two teams that I thought were really good, two teams that I thought was really could be tough challenges for the Chiefs and really is – I think that's the toughest playoff slate that anyone um, has encountered this year in the playoffs. So, Joe, this hot Bills team comes in to face the Chiefs. How do you see it shaping up? Oh, man, Jeff, that's a, that's a, a lot to unpack there. You, you brought up all, <laughs> all, all of the great points. Um, you know, we talked about it, right? The Colts, the Ravens, like those were the teams that we feared playing, and yeah. the Bills beat them, you know, and the Bills beat them. You know, and, and when you look at just the, the talent on, on this team, I mean, um, you know, I, I, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, you know, Josh Allen is really coming into his own. Like you said, you know, um, running game, eh, you know, so-so. 
but when you know when you look at uh, across the board the you know great great receiving core you know very traditional type offense they're not you know they're not the the, the legion of zoom that like that we have but um you know they are uh, they are just you know they are top and when you look at their offense in so many rankings right they're second in the nfl in number of points scored they're third in the nfl in, in touchdowns they're second in the uh, nfl in in and yards behind the chiefs i mean we're going to see an explosive game this week i mean i know we've been talking a lot about some of these offensive minded teams um in the nfl uh and especially the afc going through this playoff run i, I think we are going to see a shootout in this game i really do i mean you're looking at Two, two of the top three passing teams. The Chiefs are one, Buffalo's three, Tampa Bay's two. You know they're number five in passing touchdowns. It just, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a shootout. I mean, it's, I, I think, I think, and you know, especially if Patrick plays. If he doesn't, then you know, obviously that'll change things offensively. But like we, if all signs are pointing that Patrick's playing and that he's, you know, healthy enough to get through this game. Um, you know, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see back to those old San Diego charger, you know, Dan Fouts, <laughs> air Coriel type games. I just think that's how this game's going to go down. Um, if the chiefs are going to, you know, if, if both teams are going to keep pace with each other, they're going to have, they're going to feel a real need and a desire to keep pace with each other. I don't think we're going to see a grounded out game unless the chiefs can, you know, getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire back use him out of the backfield, you know, cause a lot of, you know, you can call a swing pass to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You can call it a pass, but you know, a lot of times the way that Andy and Eric's offense is schemed up, it's almost like a run, you know, the way that it comes out. It's just, it's just a different way to hand the ball off. Um, you know, with, with, uh, you know, unless they can get Edwards Hilaire and they can get, you know, Le'Veon and they can get like, uh, you know, they can get a real, um, you know, get a, a real thing going um, in the running game. Um, I think, you know, don't forget, let's not forget about Daryl Williams and the game that he had. Yes, yes. So, you know, if they can get the running game going, maybe the Chiefs can do a little more ground attack and, and sort of keep Patrick off the radar, uh, let him, you know, so he's not taking big hits, so he's not getting rushed and sacked and all those things. And, and that's um, what they did in the previous meeting, you know, that the Chiefs, uh, ran for 245 yards in the previous meeting. Uh, Edwards Elaire 26 for 161. So I agree. You would think this is going to be, uh, you know, kind of a, an aerial attack thing. But, man, the, the Bills' run defense certainly looks very vulnerable in that Chiefs' victory. Yeah, and, and it sounds like the Chiefs, you know, they're going to have a three-headed monster back there, uh, you know, with, with CEH, Le'Veon, and Darrell. So, you know, it, it's – I'd expect Eric Bianami to to throw a little bit of run in there, maybe some play action, just just to give Patrick a break, right? I mean, just just so we don't put all the pressure on him, you know, given what he's going to be doing, you know, this week and uh, trying to get himself back and get ready to play. It, it's you know, it's a great point, Jeff. This could be this could be a, another way for the Chiefs to keep the Bills' offense off the field, right? Keep Josh Allen off the field. And, and, and we want for once be that team that we're always right, so worried right, about, right? right, right. We're, always, we're always talking about how worried we are about, you know, the Ravens run game and the Titans run game and this team's run game. But I think if we, maybe we become that team this week, right? Maybe that, maybe that's what, what Andy Reid, you know, that's tricky has up his sleeve. Um, you know, and, and, and we, we always know 
that we can go back to the path, right? There's no doubt. E even, even if, you know, un you know, I'm not saying to have, unfortunately, if, or whatever, Patrick doesn't make the whole game and Chad Henney has to come in or whatever happens with the injuries. Um, you know, we still know that it's going to be a, a decent approach for Chad Henney with, with the type of talent that the chiefs have built around the passing game. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game. And I'm, I can't believe that it's a rematch of the 1993 season, you know, and it's almost like the, you know, the, sh the shoes on the other foot, right. The, the, you got the, the, right. the upstart bills. We were kind of the upstart chiefs, you know, we were playing a little bit out of our zone. We came off of that big win in, in Houston. We had that overtime win in, at home against Pittsburgh you know, it's Joe Montana's first year. Now the Bills, like, it's just put the shoe on the other foot. Roll and the Bills yeah. come through Arrowhead. And they're the upstart Bills, and we're like the Super Bowl champs. So a lot of parallels kind of on the on the flip um, to what, what we saw, except I think that Bills defense was part of the strength of that team back in 1993. I don't think this Bills defense or even the Chiefs defense is as good as that Bills defense. I mean, with Bruce Smith and – Daryl Talley and, you know, Cornelius Bennett and Steve Tasker. And they just, I mean, they were, that was a defense, man. Those guys were good. Um, so it, it's just good. It's going to be fun to see those two uniforms out there too. And an AFC royalty for sure. Definite uh, AFC royalty game. Joe, you know, it, it's kind of funny when I, I looked at teams, I thought very tough to beat the Chiefs. We've talked about the blueprint to victory of your opponent. That that blueprint is, or or the game book, if you will, is getting more and more skinny by the week. Um, and I thought to beat the Chiefs, you had to have a good running game to really keep Mahomes off the clock, and you had to have a really good pass rush uh, to keep him. So I'm kind of thinking of like the 49ers in the in the Super Bowl last year. I think like that is the type of team that is the biggest threat to the Chiefs. You look at the Bills, and it's weird. As, as good as they are, they don't have either. They ran the ball just 16 times in the victory against the Ravens for just 32 yards. They, they do not have a good running game. And really, their pass rush isn't great either. Their back end is really good. Their defensive backs are secondary. That's, cornerbacks yeah. or safeties are really good. So it's weird. It's like it doesn't seem like a great matchup for the Bills. But, again, they've been so hot. And, look, I think the Chiefs have the – best team in kind of the best if you look at their their schedule and the wins over the season kind of the best um if, if you look at that but I think number two maybe in the whole season you look at their whole season kind of their resume of the season I think the Bills have the second best resume just their wins and again they had one fluke loss on a on that Hail Mary um loss of course to a tough Chiefs team and then the the COVID rescheduled game so this is, you know, I, I think the Chiefs are the better team. I think they will win. But this is the caveat. This is the if. I think, though, if Mahomes is – if Mahomes looks like he did in the second half where he's really laboring, li visibly limping, I actually think in that case the Bills might, will win. If it's that case, I think the Bills are that hot. I, I don't think that will be the case. I think Mahomes with a weak arrest will, will be good enough. But I think if he is not – if, you know – Nobody's 100%, but if he's that hurting, um, I, I do like the Bills. That said, I, I'm still predicting the, the Chiefs to win in a close game. Yeah, I think so too, Jeff. I, I think it's, you know, I think it's the Chiefs by, you know, I don't want to take the easy road out and just say a touchdown because that just seems too yeah. ambiguous. But I, I think it's going to be, 
you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, are going to win this game. Knock on wood, you know, Patrick stays healthy. He's ready to play, you know, uh, you know, nothing crazy happens, you know, with turnovers or pick sixes or special teams touchdowns. I mean, if, if the game goes as planned and you were to play this game on paper, which we don't, right? No, no games are played on paper. You, you'd expect the Chiefs to win this game by, you know, by a touchdown, right? I think just because of their experience in the playoffs, you know, their, their, their game planning, their coaching, um, their, their ability to win <clears throat> big games and to, you know, and to, and to, and to beat playoff caliber teams all throughout the season. Not that the, not that the bills haven't either. I mean, that's when I look at the bills schedule, um, you know, they've, 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 they've beaten some teams. I mean, you know, they lost to the chiefs, obviously that was a, a tough loss. Uh, you know, one of the games that was really surprising to me was that, that Tennessee game that Buffalo lost, um, like handily, like they just, you know, Tennessee just handed it to them. And then, cause I said at that game, at that time during the season, I started to question, I, I, one of my best friends in the world, he was our quarterback in college. He's a huge Buffalo Bills fan and he's from New York. And, and, you know, we always talk about the bills and, and how they're doing. And he's been a fan since he was a little kid. And we, we, I remember distinctly remember talking to him about that four and start. And then, and then when they lost to the Titans and just got like, wow, we're like, wow, is this, you know, is this team really for real? Cause you know, they opened with the jets. Okay. Big deal. The dolphins, we still didn't know what they were going to look like back then. You know, they did beat the Rams in a little bit of a shootout. So I was thinking, all right, maybe this team's real. And then they beat the Raiders, right? And the Raiders were still feeling their oats at that time. But then that loss to, you know, those two losses in a row to the Chiefs and the Titans. And then the way they didn't respond against the Jets in that game after the Chiefs, just to kind of play back their season a little bit, not to go into too much of the detail about the, the Bills' season. But, you know, your, your schedule and, and how you get there tells your story, right? And I hope that our listeners go back and look at the games and how they progress throughout the season. And when they, when they just barely squeak by the Jets after coming off those two losses – we, my friend and I remember us talking like we were wondering if that team, if this team was real, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, you, you come off of two losses, you expect like, all right, we're four and two now. And, and we should, we, they should have just destroyed the jets. Right. Like if you, if you, if you say, okay, you know, you know, on paper, they should have beaten the jets, you know, 42 to three. Um, but they didn't and they struggled and, and, and then they, you know, they won a close game against the Patriots and that's when they started to peak again, you know, once they got through that doldrum. So, you know, this is a team that obviously plays with momentum and I think that's what the bills have going for. I think that's what they have going for them. Great points breaking down the schedule. Yeah. They, they looked good early and then had a little bit of that dip and now they're real, very, very hot. You know, part of that, I think Josh Allen, they, some stories have come out that he was a little bit banged up. I think mm-hmm. that might've been part of the reason for the dip, but any, any more thoughts, any more reflections on that 1993 AFC championship game that uh, well, you can tell our listeners. Jeff, I'll tell you, you know, we, not that, you know, not that players do this, but you know, you do have to plan for the Super Bowl because if there's so much planning that goes into it and having been that, I'm going to call it physically close to the, been, been that physically close to the Super Bowl. I remember going to that Super Bowl afterwards because we had, we had already tried to secure some rooms for family and things um, uh, for the Super Bowl after that, after that game. And it was in Atlanta. 
and uh, we would have played Dallas if we had been lucky enough to beat the Bills. And going to that game was horrible. Like it was the worst thing in the world. I shouldn't have done it because it made me so. It was just so, it bummed me out because I just kept thinking of of that time that we could have been there. But you know, we decided to go because we had already booked the uh, hotels and things for our family, and some of it was non-refundable. And said, you know, how often are we going to get to the Super Bowl? So we decided to go. It's just it's so hard to be this close. And, and, and that's when I think about that game and I think about and I reflect back to that loss and, and, and we, you know, it wasn't a blowout, you know, it wasn't like we got crushed. I mean, even losing Joe Montana in that game, we still kept it pretty close. Um, and there was always that glimmer of hope, right. Um, that we could pull that game out. But once, once we kind of knew Joe was out of the game, we, we knew and this is no offense, not being critical of Dave, but you know, Joe was the guy that got us there, right? He was, that was the mojo that we had going. And we just, it was like the air came out of us when, you know, Joe was hurt and we just felt like, well, as much as we love Dave and we backed him as our QB and we felt as confident in him as, as any other quarterback, we just knew that the magic had ended at that point. And I just remember that feeling of that dark, Buffalo sky and the gray and, you know, the cold. And I was just like, Oh man, you know, the air just came out and, and to be that close, right. It's, you know, to go all those years for cheese fans who were so hungry. Um, and what hurt even more, Jeff, to be honest, was how, how we had gotten there that overtime win against the Steelers going down to the house of pain and being a double digit underdog and putting it to buddy Ryan's defense and coming home to a, a, a KCI airport. That was like, there must've been 15,000 people at like two o'clock in the morning at the airport when we got back. And like, I think back to that and I just think about going to that game and thinking we had the momentum, but those bills, they were so good back then, you know, the four straight Super Bowls the defense, the offense, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas. I mean, they, they, were, they were for real. So I, that's why I'm really excited about this game. I think this is going to bring back a lot of memories for a lot of Chiefs fans, um, you, know, if, as long, you know, as long as they can stay focused on, on you know, what it's going to take for them to get there and it's putting together that really good game plan like we talked about. Speaking of memories of those teams from the past, uh, one last thing here. I'm sure a, lo uh, a lot of our listeners here are going to be watching the, the both games on Sunday, the championship uh, week with the AFC and NFC championship games on Sunday back-to-back. -back. It's always a lot of fun. So if you're watching that first game, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks at Green Bay Packers, some names from the past to remember. Uh, Bruce Arians, who, who coached the Chiefs running backs during – your days, uh, Joe, with the, the Chiefs. So he has several Chiefs on staff. He has um, uh, Todd McNair as an assistant coach. Kevin Ross Chiefs, coaches the secondary. So a yeah. lot of Chiefs connections. So when do, so if we do get um, some maybe atonement for that that loss in '93 on Sunday, also think of those guys uh, in the past and that are still they're coaching actually on Sundays. Well, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.